0: Okay. Ah, All right.
1: We're good at technical difficulties here.
0: Yeah, now that our technical problems are out of the way, it got to settle in and get cozy because I am eepy sleepy. Oh, I'm
1: so brain dead. Beyond brain dead.
0: Well, that's great news. We haven't podcasted in a couple of weeks. I know. <laughs> bus ride over here i'm kind of like okay
1: well you're getting nuzzled to sleep by the gentle ride of the bus it's true like, oh i am baby i am baby on bus going i could take a nap
0: you know i was thinking on the way over here there's obvious reasons why they can't do what i'm about to say but i really wish they could turn the lights off inside the bus no absolutely not the bus lights are so dramatically brighter than even the subway yeah that uh it's it's disturbing you can't even tell where you are when you're riding the bus at night because you can't see out the window
1: well you're in a hospital room on wheels yeah
0: unless you jam your face right up against the window you can't even tell where you are and you know as you know the signage in the bus that tells you what stop you're at that's not accurate it's usually a stop behind so sometimes when i think i'm getting close if i can't see where i am if it's a particularly crowded bus and i don't have a good uh sense zone to see out the window and i feel the view i'll bust out the google maps and go okay and now watch yourself moving. Now it's time to press the request stop button. Huh. Yeah. Cuz I've missed it before or gotten off early cuz I panicked.
1: Oh, never panic. So, never panic. It's like, you know, you can't let people can't let bus people know that you don't know what you're doing. Because then they'll look at you and go, you don't know. You don't know.
0: What, do you think the bus people are more dangerous than the subway people? I've never seen like a screaming, uh, drunk homeless man on the bus before.
1: No, the bus people are dignified people. That's why I panic. Ooh, Why are you doing that? That's true. That's true. why are you flailing? Mm-hmm. Why flail on a bus? I if I find if there is not an I, giant you know stretchy iPad that tells me to, where to go, I am like, well, this is going to be a fun guessing game. And yeah. then I just kind of squint out the front window, because that's the only one that's like fairly clear.
0: Yeah, I was on the big bus today, so I, I couldn't even see the front window. I was on the second link Oh, in, in one the of those, bus, so I was way in the back. One
1: of the accordion styles? Yeah. Which apparently are nice. Apparently that's a sign of a good city.
0: I guess. I mean, in what, in what sense are they nice? Just because they're bigger?
1: Yeah, because you don't have to run two separate buses back to back.
0: Well, see, that's become a problem for me. One of the reasons I have to wait for the fucking bus for so long is that that's what they're doing now. I think on the B38 route because they're mostly these double buses these mm. days. They only run them like every 20 minutes whereas back in the day or sometimes, you know, still if it's a single bus, it's one every like 6 minutes and it's no big deal. It's very dramatically different though. That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, it's also just after peak ridership time.
0: No, that's true, but I thought maybe on a Friday night people would be going to the club. They might want to run a couple extra if you're buses.
1: T- taking <laughs> The bus to the club.
0: I love getting bottle service on the bus.
1: Yeah, no, that's not great. I, yeah. I
0: get my crystal and I sit down in the second chamber <sighs> of Jesus the giant Christ. Caterpillar and I come and do Green and Lewis. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, that's not, no, no, no. Like, it's one thing to walk and take the subway and be like, okay, you know, fine, whatever. But, like, I don't think anyone, like, in fancy dress is taking the bus.
0: Yeah, that's true. I've never seen well. I've never seen a wedding on the subway either. Well, actually, no. That's not true. I have seen people in gowns on the on the subway before. What? I think it's kind of a, a bit that people are doing so they can get like real New Yorky photos. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The the that's bride and not the wedding. That's some ride the F train or something. Ugh. You know. Yeah, but I've never seen that on the bus. Although I bet there's some hood rich people that do that too. I don't unless you
1: like met on a
0: bus. Oh, I'm sure that happens, too. I mean, everyth- it's New York City, baby. Everything happens here, you know?
1: Yeah, but...
0: It's not as glamorous as it used to be, though, so... No! Not that the bus ever was.
1: I mean, now they're like, you know... They're like, we're trying to be European,
0: yeah. Oh, well, that's not working. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't yeah. feel like Europe here.
1: No, no.
0: I'm very confident in that assessment. Absolutely
1: not. Hmm. I, I don't understand why we can't have things like, you know functional trains perhaps light civility everywhere you go a clear understanding of lines no that'd be nice wouldn't it you know know, yeah not me running like a rabid dog to catch a train because otherwise it's 15 minutes later and i'm like wait that could
0: really fuck up my day well it's that point about civility i think it really comes down to that at the end of the day i mean well i've been listening to a uh an economics book Oh. So I found a narrator of audiobooks that I really like mm-hmm. and he doesn't narrate many books. So I okay. decided to listen to this book because I like the narrator, which is a weird criteria in it's itself. Like buying a
1: book cuz you like the cover. So I mean, how different is it?
0: It's much to, it's in my experience a good narrator makes a big difference. Like uh. a, a book can have a lot cuz I only really listen to nonfic, you know. And a book can have a lot of really good content in it, but if you're not vibing with the voice, it's it's a torture. It's Oh, I don't, you know, the the cadence of, so the way people read can be really aggravating if it's not, um, you know, if it's not up your alley. And, but this guy I really like, he's a British guy, I forget his name. He, he was, you know, some sort of famous TV host or something in Britain and he narrated like 10 audio books. So I've just been hmm. going through his catalog. Most of them, not most of them, but many of them were history-related. Oh, okay. This one is economics-related, which r- relates to your point about public transportation, because I'm learning a lot huh. about hidden information and you know all of, all of these particular game-theoretic problems in economies that make seemingly simple social problems very difficult to solve. Hmm. But that's a different conversation for another day. I think there are things like that, but I think a lot of this could be solved by civility. Point A is we need to get on the same page as a country and identify with each other so that people participate in things like lines uh, with a sensible and reasonable attitude towards their countrymen. But I think here we're just a bunch of individuals, so nobody likes that. We don't do that. Yeah, we don't
1: do that. I was thinking
0: about this literally today because I was on a subway platform, and I was not on my phone or anything, but I was having this experience where you get off the train, and first of all, people don't let people off the train anymore. It drives me fucking nuts. But that's (sighs) just not a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. We just pile in, and, and the people that need to get off be damned. So that started happening, and then when I got off, I had the sensation that I was in everyone on the platform's way, yet I was doing nothing unusual. People don't have spatial awareness. I was trying to route myself from exiting the subway to the stairs to go upstairs. That's Uh all I was trying to do. But instead of that being an orderly process, because let's be real, that's what 60% of the people on the platform are also trying to do. Mm. So it would seem to me that you could basically queue up and, hey— there's the people going up the stairs right now. I'm in the middle. I'm going to go up the stairs in a minute. And there's the people behind me that are going to go up two minutes later. Right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem like how it would work? But instead, it's like it looks like a, a flock of, of sardines or something from planet Earth. Everyone's flying around in different directions. You know, the typical things, like people on their phones. But even yeah. the people not on their phones. They're turning around. They're stopping. They're looking at you like you're insane for just walking in the in the direction of the stairs. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, this is what happens when when individuals get together. It's like crabs in a bucket. You know, everyone's trying to fight to get up there. Oh, but okay. what we need is some civic authority, some national pride that says, no, we're Americans. And as good Americans, we're going li- to wait in line today.
1: Yeah, no, we're not doing. But that. that's not no. the
0: American ideal. The American ideal is fuck you. I'm trying to get up there before you. And if I if have you places get up there go, before yeah. me, I'm losing. Something. I lose. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, granted, if you're stuck behind someone waiting for a miniature schnauzer to climb up the stairs, you better believe I'm going to find a way around that. Oh, jeez!
0: I saw a wonderful image online of a white man, of course, at an airport with a giant, giant pit bull with the, um, y- you know, uh, what's it called? Comfort dog. Please do not pet vest on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And people were like, what? I mean, that dog is bigger than most people in terms of mass. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's probably not a good idea to put it on a plane with children and stuff. You just never know. But, yeah. Maybe it Apparently, yeah, <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot of discourse. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking since you're brain dead. Apparently, there's a lot of dog discourse on Twitter these days. I keep catching it in, in my... Dog
1: discourse. Yes.
0: Apparently, NYC people are getting real tired of people's uh, pup pups and chow chows being around town. I don't know why this is now a problem because I don't think there's been...
1: Oh, the Chloe 70, everyone's got a dog and wearing Lululemon?
0: That's true. She did start this. She
1: did start the fire.
0: And, uh, and you know, because she's a downtown kind of it girl, aging. But let's be honest. age it, is she old?
1: She's like 50? Yeah.
0: Well, anyways. Mm. But yeah, she did start it because she said dogs aren't cool. This is lame, blah blah blah, and yeah. now everyone jumped on that bandwagon. And yeah. I see it all over the place, and it's become the, you know just like every other like minor cultural complaint that people have. It becomes this like giant discursive like left versus right problem of like you're not based if you have a dog, and you know you, you're cringe for having a you know whatever.
1: You're using words that don't make sense in my brain right it's now. It's gotten
0: really out of control, you know. You're a soy boy, soy boy with a dog, blah blah blah. And I'm like, hey, dogs are fine. You dogs know? are
1: fine, but just put them in a bag. I don't need it wandering around a train car.
0: Yeah, I just think people's um, entitlement to where the dogs can go in a major city
1: yeah, has, has
0: gotten yeah. has gotten a little extreme. I will say that. Like, you don't need to take your dog to the bar. There's a bar near my house that I really like to go to, except it's dog friendly. So when you're there. There's, like, two or three or four dogs there at all times.
1: I'm never mad with free free dog time.
0: You know, I'm not usually mad either, but what I am mad about is you're sitting at the bar, and your unleashed dog is just walking around. Like, I don't mind the dog visiting with me for a minute. But it's like, I don't want to leave my stuff with an unattended dog. I don't know your dog, like... You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's cute if if you run into somebody on the street and you're like, oh, let's let's give the little schnauzer a pet or whatever. Mm, it's not cute when its owner is like, I don't have time for you, yet I brought you to the bar. Go annoy other people. It's like, be- I'm just trying to have a conversation. So here's
1: the reason why. It's because, you know, pe- you know aging millennials can't have kids, but they can afford a dog. So it's kind of like if you let a toddler loose in a bar, it's like kind of like eh, someone will look after it. That's exactly how they feel. Yeah. I but know. here's the thing. You know what doesn't belong in a bar? A baby. Mm-hmm. There's a line in one of the greatest movies of all time, Sweet Home Alabama, where Reese Witherspoon as Big City Girl going back to Alabama goes, oh, my God, you have a baby in a bar. And you know what? Let's bring back that attitude. Uh huh. Babies don't belong in bars.
0: You know, if anything though, the a babies, wine
1: bar in the daytime, I'll give it a pass.
0: The babies are less intrusive than the dogs, even because the babies and don't have walk. the mobility to like strap, bother
1: anybody. You can strap them in a stroller and you're fucking fine.
0: And look, I almost hate saying all this because I'm a dog person. I I love dogs. I grew up with dogs. I think dogs are great. But I I do not think that. Uh, well, see, I have an ethical conundrum. I feel like I've probably expressed it on the on the podcast before, but I really don't think that dog ownership in a city is ethical. Oh, I'll just come idea. out and say unless that. unless you have a yard. Yeah, especially big dog. Medium yeah. to big dog, you simply should not have. But but small dog is okay. But, but you know, a yard, by New York standards, I mean, you know, it's like it's like Shamu in their tiny little aquarium, you know? They're used to swimming hundreds of miles a day, and they're trapped in a swimming pool for the rest of their life. I feel the so... same way about dogs in New York. You just can't do that to them. Don't name any puppies Tilikum? Ooh. Is that the one that murdered... Yeah, well, that's actually kind of a sick name. I mean, you know what? Well, I would I would put money on the idea that some hipster in Bushwick has already named their child after that whale. I guarantee you there's a Tilcom at a $68,000 a year private school right now.
1: That doesn't bode well for the rest <laughs> of that child's life. I'm just going to...
0: I don't think it bodes well for the rest of anybody's life, to be totally honest. When well, Tilcom becomes a, a Patrick Bateman-style hedge fund manager... It, we're all in trouble, okay?
1: They're not even going to make it to the hedge fund. They're going to be, you know... Is it the king of a frat? Whoever th- the head frat is?
0: Well, where do you think the king of a frat ends up? I that's mean, a that's you know, a fast yeah. track to Wall Street, baby, you know? Well,
1: there's no one in Wall Street living in Bushwick.
0: Uh, you'd be surprised. Oh, God. You know? Yeah, I think you would be re- really surprised. That's depressing. Hey, there's gentrifier condos everywhere, man. Oh, God. You can You're find, right? you know... They're all over the place. They're right mm-hmm. across the street from here right now. So There's some like five blocks away yeah, that I was like, exactly. how think those much? Those people are yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. You know? All the tech monkeys got fired, so those are probably Wall Street people now.
1: $650,000 for one-bedroom apartments to buy. To purchase in, it? A new condo building. That's actually not a bad deal. Or it was a studio. I a studio. It was probably it was, a studio. It was starting at, and I went, what?
0: Yeah, that's basically like a Tokyo-style apartment where you have like a bathroom in your kitchen that's the size of a closet, and then your bed like folds out into the hallway. I'm kind of imagining, you know, no, I that's think probably what you're paying for. Maybe they give you the fancy Japanese toilet in there, though. In which case, that's probably worth not. about half that money. So, mm. no, total
1: like, total is only about three grand. I thought they were like ten grand. The fanciest. Ones.
0: Well, yeah, you want the fanciest one. If I'm moving into my Tokyo closet and bed style. I'm trying to have a fancy ass toilet up in there.
1: <laughs> no one wants a heated seat. <laughs> we don't need to re- relitigate the heated seat.
0: Hmm. That's a good point.
1: You want to always think that someone was just
0: sitting on it? Well, but the disgusting. thing is, you know that they weren't. Doesn't no? It doesn't help. It's a sensor sensory thing. It creates the illusion of a prior ass, and that's enough. Yeah, to, no, to just I'm good. Devastate Ooh-ooh. you psychically.
1: <laughs> well, that's why, like when you find one in the wild, like every Kura has a Toto toilet. They're always broken in one way, hmm. and that is that the heated seat is turned up to 11. So oh. you sit down oh, no. to pee like a gentleman, and you're like, I smell burnt hair.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Burnt ass hair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to smell like first thing in the morning, too. Imagine if it was in your house, you know. I you're mean, doing I- the triple S, and then all of a sudden.
1: I d- that took me <laughs> a while. That took me a moment. Okay. <laughs> that had (laughs) i'm so (laughs) mentally fucked that that took me three beats yeah yeah no the sin uh, anyway um (laughs) oh my gosh this is off the rails oh god yeah that's that's
0: fine that's fine you're staring at me like you're stoned did you take like a little cbd thing no did you take a little minty
1: no this is i when i got home i literally was like i wish i was the kind of person that gets stoned because that would be so great for my mood today well why,
0: why don't you become the kind of person that gets stoned you were you were really into med men every time you go to california you come back like don draper in 1970. And suddenly someone's getting stoned on like very tiny amounts just of Just absolutely
1: <laughs> fucking blasted to the moon. On Why don't
0: it. you just take that up as a hobby? that's legal here now. You can get it. You can go get your like, .5 you milligram. Have you the
1: aesthetics of dispensaries in this godforsaken city?
0: you know what yeah that's a really good point it is
1: disgusting
0: i had the misfortune of going into one to buy a vape not a have i do that but a nicotine vape Uh because they have all the zoomer flavors and sometimes you run out of battery and you get desperate and throw one on the credit card absolutely oh god that's i hate saying that out loud it's a it's an absolute tragedy but it is a reality
1: the level of shame it takes me to go hi do you have fuse menthol no man i'm like all right I'll take Miami Mint,
0: Air Bar, well, that's, Diamond. That's the thing. The, so, the stoned Zoomers that work in these very brightly lit stores. First of all, that's my number one problem with you the dispensaries in okay. New York. But, but hey, man, let's be honest. The last thing you want if you're stoned at work all day, if is you're like, legally stoned at work all day, is to be in like a hospital room environment. Well, Surrounded by nothing but like glass and cheap tile. I mean, that sounds horrible. Yeah, but they do that. And then you walk in there and you're like, hey, can I get a views menthol? And they just sort of slowly shake their head. No. And then look at you like you're insane for asking that question. Yeah. They're like, don't don't you want to get suited? And you're like, no, they don't help you with whatever other product might be comparable. They do nothing. But look at you like you're nuts for talking to them. Well, and then you go, do you have any other menthol things? And they go, what? Oh, well, this one's mint. Yeah, and you go. Not that's not what I'm asking. That's not the you. same. No. I, I've I've had this interaction two or three times. Almost. Two I have a this team. three times a month
1: when I run out of these things. It's psychotic. It's enough to make me go. You know what? I just gotta quit because I'm tired of going into these places.
0: They're like, sorry, my friend Talcum's calling me. I can't help you.
1: <sighs> Talcum is he related to? C- What's the whale's name? Tillicum Tillicum. Yeah. Um, it, it is so like depressing. Like. When you think about a medmen, right, like you're in California, the sun is shining. you're maybe in downtown l a m- moments from Skid Row, and you don't know it because new city, it's fun um when you walk into a medmen and it's like you know I'm not gonna say an apple store, I'm gonna say a windows store. remember those hmm, yeah, um, same kind of vibe and aesthetic right in there where you're like mm, everything's a little cheaper, <laughs> yeah um, and they make you get your cash out and you go, okay. I'll take these little things. And uh, uh, what about a little thing? What about what? what's the mildest shit that you have? And they're like, okay, you're a moron. Meanwhile, they're stoned as fuck. But they're wearing a polo. So you trust them.
0: Well, in California stoned, I mean, it's different. People there are more used to it. They've had the higher grade shit for longer. Forever. The yeah. cartels are right across the street. You know, they have all the good shit over there. They're not fucking around. And right. And it's California. So it's 72 degrees every single day. And if they're not trapped in traffic, they're in a better mood than us, probably, usually.
1: They might even be in a great mood while driving. That's true. Well, you know, like, compare that to going to a goodies, Mm. because that's a chain. Yeah. Goodies.
0: (laughs) With an EZ at the end? No. Just an S. Missed opportunity. Well, for their demographic, yes. Yeah. For the monster energy crowd, you don't have a Z in there. That's a real problem. We're going somewhere else.
1: But there's, like... Yeah, no, we get this, like, two-floor monstrosity on the corner of Broadway and Howard mm. that is lit with green LED mm. called Empire Cannabis. And you're like, ew, gross.
0: Empire Cannabis sounds like they should be running, like, local television ads. Remember those from back in the day? Like, Empire Carpet? Yeah. And, like, you know, they they should have some shitty, 800-588. like...
1: Two, weed three, dealer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Two, three hundred. Weed. Yeah. So they should be running ads like that. But that's not a bad name, actually. I feel like they need to get into like a vintage aesthetic and they would well, be Well, okay. the vintage
1: that they're reaching for is, what's that one very stony rap rock band from the 90s? Oh, the
0: oh The guy boy. sounds
1: like this and it's kind of in the nasal and da-da-da-da-da.
0: Are you talking about Linkin Park? No, before that. Before Linkin Park rap rock? Yeah. And it was stony. Three eleven? That's not really rap That's not rock. Stony. Yeah. It's very stony, but yeah, it's right. not rap rock. Yeah. Um, gosh, I, I don't know who you're going for. I bet some of our listeners are going nuts because I feel <laughs> like I have it on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. Oh no. Yeah. Anyway. Either way. Something it's like that, that. Where it's like
1: mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't love
0: Well, like, hey, listen, uh, I mean people that are people that are twenty four years old this year never experienced the nineties. So to them that is truly vintage. You know, they're probably like, you know, hungering for a Zune so they can listen to Puddle of Mud or whatever it is is that you're thinking of. And uh, go to the weed store, go to Empire Marijuana or whatever it's called.
1: It's going to so bother me and I won't be able to find it. Um, Anywho... um... Well, maybe we can
0: keep thinking about it, and if we find it, we can intro the after show. Oh, yeah. Whatever it is. Then we'll figure it out. I think a little search through Apple Music during the break will be fruitful.
1: Not in mine. Certainly. Well,
0: I'm ruining your algorithm if that's what we're playing. I'm not putting that into mine. I'm so sorry. We're
1: looking at that. We can look it up on YouTube.
0: Okay, fair enough. In that case, we can use my phone because I don't have the ads like a poor.
1: What? I have YouTube Premium. If you just go on Google and then go to YouTube, there's no ads.
0: That's not true. That is absolutely true. What are you talking about?
1: I I watched YouTube like a psychopath for years.
0: It absolutely depends on the video. You're telling me there's a hack to just bypass the ads. Yeah.
1: When I started How use- does nobody know this? I don't know. But like once I started I was cuz I was fully chastised for doing it this way like a crazy person watching videos in a browser window.
0: Yeah. Wow, but that's the workaround, huh? Because
1: it's generating page ads, so it's not going to plug in the Ah, video skip I see,
0: I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is pretty nuts, though. Yes, it is. I I mean, if you're a a heavy YouTube head like I am, Mm. it's worth paying for the premium. I canceled some other subscriptions in favor of YouTube premium at one point because I watch it that much. Although YouTube has gone way downhill. Even a couple years ago, it was better.
1: I don't know.
0: Their algorithm's just not very good. Like it's giving even, you the same shit Even the things I subscribe to don't show up in it. And then, like, whatever I take, like, a momentary interest in just comes to dominate the entire feed for, like, a week. And it's, like, that isn't it. I have a broad set of interests that I would like represented here. Um, I don't want to see, like, you know, just a video about aluminum production because I watched that once you know. Yeah, sounds good. Insider, yeah. their channels, actually. It's very mainstream, but it's kind of great. They do... um Oh, the people that work there Why terrible. is it so expensive or something yeah. like that? That series is great. Uh, What's wrong with the people that work there? I'm talking shit about Insider? Well,
1: insider and Business Insider. Yeah. The Business Insider people are like... I don't know how they get these dinglings to write for them for, like, peanuts, but all they do is just shit on stuff. Hmm.
0: And well, it's like, I thought you would like that because con. you hated it when Peter Thiel took down Gawker. R.I.P. So, you need you need a shit-slinging slinging factory to come back into existence. Or at least that was fun.
1: Uh, this isn't fun. It's just, like, petty and, like, eh, I didn't like it. And you're like, okay, mm. what, what you know, ground do you have to stand on? And they're like, I'm a 20-something blogger. I'm like, that doesn't mean you have taste. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, R.I.P. Vice. It's they're finally ta- gone, right? They're taking down, like, server, like, things are getting deleted. They're not sustaining the uh, servers anymore. Like, for any of it? The new, or at least, like, the articles on the website. Yeah,
0: okay, because I think their YouTube is still up and running. In fact, they just put out a video the other day that I watched.
1: And that was probably spun into something else. They, they maybe... Media and Vice the Magazine are very different things. Okay,
0: then that must be what happened. Because they do a wonderful series called Epically Latered that's about um, usually retired skateboarders, but they're always, like, legendary classic guys. And they'll, like, catch up with them a decade after they've fallen out of relevance and... Mm. Do an interview or whatever. And I love that series. They though Those videos only come out maybe like twice a year or something. Hmm. Um, but they're well produced and well done. And they've been doing that s- for 20 years. Like when Vice was cool, they started doing that. Oh. And I would miss it if that was gone. But the articles, I will not miss so much. I can't even remember the last time I saw a Vice article that I gave a single flying fuck about. Except that they show up on Reddit as like rage bait.
1: Oh. Culture fodder. There was one, one writer posted a thing of like how I... Tried to lose, like, 80 pounds, or I tried to get a six-pack in 80 days, and he was, like, 235 pounds.
0: So he was doing, like, a Morgan Spurlock in reverse. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs>
1: But he, like, kind of did it, but, like, shat himself twice, like, was, like, not doing great. Well, like, here's fully, the thing. Like...
0: Even even um relatively fit people, let's say you're not obese, right? Yeah. This guy's 200- 235. I mean... That's, that's probably obese no matter w- yeah, what size you are. That's yeah. huge. You know, it, you, let's say you're 180, yeah. right? You're a, little, you're a little chunky, but you're not fat by any means. Hitting you close to home? Yes. <laughs> I'm using myself as an uh-huh. illustration. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to get a six-pack in 80 days. That's just not how that works. No. You can, you can work out as hard as you want. You can eat as lean and as well as you should. It just isn't going to happen.
1: No, absolutely not. No, it's insane to do that in 80 days.
0: By the way, can I tell you something workout related? Sure. Uh rowing machine. Yeah. Well, I want to do an update on the rowing machine. So yeah. the rowing, tired of it and the rowing machine's too easy now. Yeah. I I'm like I was thinking back every time I use the rowing machine, I think back to the podcast episode that we recorded where I had just started using it and uh-huh. saying how hard it was, blah blah blah. Uh, the rowing machine is really great as like a starting strength yeah. thing and just to get your ass in gear a little bit. But now, even on the highest setting, it's too easy. I can do it, like, infinitely.
1: Yeah, no, no, It's a good start here. Yeah. Just to also make sure that you're also, you're not doing a lot of impact on your joints and stuff like that. Well, it's a I good, still like,
0: like it for that, and I still do use it for that uh, if other machines are taken up. But I don't, no. like, prioritize it anymore no, because no. it's actually really easy. The other thing that happened is at, at – plant at not – Fit. what the fuck am i talking about at blink mm-hmm. the rowing machine broke for a period of time oh yeah they break real fast and then they fixed it but i don't know what happened it feels like it didn't get calibrated correctly because mm. it just seems easier i can't tell if it's because i'm sh- stronger it's actually a twofer, yeah. Or yeah or it just got calibrated weird but now i put it up on the highest setting i mean it can do that shit for like 30 minutes more it wouldn't yeah, matter i can yeah. do it i can do it forever
1: i don't think the little like resistance on it actually does anything after they've been broken 35 times
0: you know what i think you're right i think every setting is basically the same setting
1: i mean that didn't seem
0: true to me at first but now it does Yeah. yeah uh
1: the one at pfit used to go unlubricated for months at a time to the point where there would be metal shavings
0: yeah. Mine is kind of doing that now. It's yeah. making a sound. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, No. So that machine's fucked anyway. So mm-hmm. great. You've graduated on from it. Congratulations. You don't have to do it anymore.
0: Yeah. Thanks. I mean, you know what I, I had um, to be quite honest, my workout journey has been kind of interesting. I do feel like um, I don't think I've gotten it, it, my appearance hasn't changed at all, but I'm definitely like stronger. And feeling better. I mean, I can just tell from where I started out at lifting weights on certain machines to where I am now. But, Mm. um, no, it feels great. But I I didn't lift at all last week. I did go to the gym a couple times and just do cardio. But I had a busy week. And sometimes when the machines are taken up and I just don't have the will to wait, I just didn't lift for like a week, a little more than a week. Uh And then I came back to it and I was like, oh, actually like resting for that amount of time was awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. feels great.
1: I only go like twice a week to the gym to do lifties to, do, Oh, to lift. Okay. Cause like, but then I'll just do the whole body and then I'll just be sore for two days and then I'm like, eh, whatever. I get the other one in because like running outside is better. Fuck a treadmill. I'm over it. Yeah. I like w- won't even like submit myself to doing it. Right. Cause that's easy. Yeah. There's no bounce. You don't really have to do anything. There's no hills. You could program them in, but fuck that, like what are we doing right um, but, like I did the I am a little saddened by my uh time yesterday, but did the park loop took me a half hour because I got confused about how to use my headphones, so I walked it off to try to change the settings to skip songs and it took a while um but I was like, oh, this is fun now, but it's easy, it's faster, yeah, it used yeah. to take forty minutes now it takes a half hour,
0: yeah. Well, that's the thing; you got to keep pushing. I'm actually kind of afraid. I'm getting to the level now, and Re has been cautioning me about this for a while, or not cautioning me, but recommending this to me. I think I got to get get into free weights, but I'm scared of that because I don't know how to do that. So I've been always, watching a lot in
1: use too, which is kind of they
0: funny. are always in use. It's very hard to find a bench. You you know, you can go to the area with the mats and you like, have a spare room. Do it a little more free form, yeah. But then I would have to buy them at home, which yeah. kind of defeats the purpose of having the gym.
1: Yeah, then get rid of the gym.
0: Well, I got my entire membership paid for by my work, oh, and I paid cares. a year in advance. So I guess not yeah, I'm money. not really losing anything. But I, I've been watching... The YouTube premium is what sparked this in my mind, because I've been watching a lot of uh, I'm not
1: saying get like, workout videos. I'm not saying get, like like, a barbell. Well... But, like... You know, or, like, oh, maybe I am. Dumbbells, you can buy some of those. Or, like, the little mish- adjustable barbells it, at home.
0: Here, Here's the problem. I, I didn't have before, and still now I'm only developing any upper body strength at all yeah. so i'm kind of cycling through weights really quickly in other words oh. i am going up in weight rapidly oh yeah, yeah. like pl- every week i can... plateau like a bitch and you're event- eventually when it mm-hmm. plateaus maybe i would be comfortable figuring out where that plateau is mm-hmm. and getting home workout equipment that was like that level and then one level up because you always got to keep pushing if you're not if you're not pushing it a little bit more you're not yeah. doing anything you're not even maintaining at that point you're just going through the motions you'd be um, but I'm not at the point where I'm even remotely close to plateauing yet, but I am, I am able to do like, uh, th- three sets of 10 with five to 10 more pounds every week. So I want to, I want to find too fast. No, it's not. I'm weak. I'm really weak. I'm I'm not, this is not what a brag. Are you,
1: what are you, what are you popping these in at like 40? What the fuck?
0: What are you talking about? Like what, what exercise?
1: Like a chest press. A
0: chest press, I can do like fifty. Oh, okay. Uh, I can do fifty now for like twenty reps, oh, that's, and then I and yeah, then I go okay. down. That's not great. No, it's really I'm yeah, really weak. I have to go down pretty rapidly. Okay, yeah. Um, you can always taper. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, like start with fifty, then drop a forty-five, fifty for 10, 45, that is, and then forty. That is what I do. I basically do what I what the heaviest, the heaviest weight that I can. Certainly do ten reps with I basically do that tilt to exhaustion, which at mm-hmm. this point is like twenty ish and then I go down and then I do ten at that It's like a limited tamper. what
1: I would do is start high, then taper down and then do another one little as many as you can, even if it's like four or five and jump it. Back up to the first one.
0: Back up, yeah. Just
1: to do a little shocky shock.
0: Well, I've I've watched a lot of videos about this, and I've gotten some conflicting information. I basically think at the level that I'm at, it makes no difference, like, the method. Mm. I think I'm improving just by simply doing anything at all. But the current science seems to suggest, based on a bunch of podcasts and YouTube influencers... Mm great science filtering me the science
1: so much great science and that's definitely you know backed by research
0: so the research science from the influencers seems to suggest that you get the most benefit the uh reps leading up to exhaustion so the two when you still have two or three reps left in the tank um doing those is not benefiting you as much the ones that benefit you are the ones in the lead up to being exhausted. So actually going through yeah, the middle set. Yeah, duh. It's not the middle though. Eh. It's the high middle. It's like the it's the last like three quarters. Eight,
1: Eight in set. Well, two. let's
0: let's let's use a concrete example. Let's take a a, a set of ten reps. Mm-hmm. Right. The first five are essentially doing very little. The sixth and the seventh one are doing more. The eighth and the ninth one are doing the most, and the tenth one's doing almost nothing.
1: Well, the tenth one, you're just using all of your mental fortitude to be like, "Get it done, get it done, get it done." Get and it done, that's not, and that
0: that that is doing something. I'm not yeah. saying it's doing nothing; it's doing yeah. something. But your improvement at that point is really marginal. Right. So what they kind of recommend is what you're talking about, basically uh, doing the taper, um, but not doing. That end set where you're kind of like pushing hard because the improvement you're getting out of the pushing is so minimal that you might as well do a different exercise and work more muscle groups mm. than spend any time at all kind of suffering through a little bit. Meh. I have no idea if that's true or not, but it seems to work for me. And you know, a lot of this, when it comes down to any kind of health stuff, a lot of it is. What they'll never tell you is that it's psychological. That's what I believe. Like, basically, whatever works for you is what you should do. Yeah. So I don't, like, object to anything. But, you know, I'm very impressionable. So I listen to these YouTubers and I go, okay. Oh, no. If that works for me, I'll just do that. I mean... Andrew Huberman said so, so it must be true. Oh, God.
1: I mean, I don't know. I just... As someone who went on the journey and now it's just like, Oh God, this is now yet another fucking task in my life. I have to complete often, mostly just for my own mental fortitude. Yeah. That's all it's for at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't care how my body looks at this point. Well, I do cause I'm a vain bitch, but it's mostly just like, if I don't go do this, I'm going to be a mad, mad motherfucker. So I'm going to go do this for the sake of other people now.
0: Yeah, I think you're being a little bit of a drama queen. Well, but and for me. you do realize that this is the same thing for everyone, right? I guess. Basically, that's why everyone does anything that's good for them that they don't really enjoy. Oh, yeah, I guess. Is that you get some utility out of it. Right. <laughs> Whether emotional or physical, you know, it can be superficial, it can be deep, it can be whatever. But yeah, that, of course. That's that's why I'm doing it too. Oh, it it it's huh. not improving my life in the sense of like. I think about this all the time. It's not improving my life in the sense that um, adding another thing to my ever expanding list of like petty and tedious tasks Shit to do. Yeah, you, you know, it doesn't help me at all. It hurts me on that level. Oh yeah, but it, it, for me, the biggest benefit so far is that the energy. Uh, That you sort of gain and maintain by working on your engine, your body, Mm -hmm. um, kind of benefits every other area. So it makes time accelerate faster because I have to fit more things into my schedule. Yeah. And one of my biggest anxieties in life is that time just feels so insanely rapid to me at this point. It's actually, you know, this is interesting. It's giving me a creeping fear of death that I've never had before. Well... A lot of people are anxious about their mortality, like, from pretty early on in their life. Well, you you know, maybe not you, but I can just tell you anecdotally from a lot of people that I know that, like, the the fear of death, whether it's other people or themselves or whatever, Mm. is a really driving anxious factor in a majority of people's lives. I'm comfortable saying a majority of people have this as an anxiety from an early age. Huh, I have not. I've not had that at all. Oh, yeah, I'm just like, ooh, come for me now, sweet baby Jesus. You know, call it COVID, call it whatever, but the last f- few years, I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a circumstantial thing or just a normal aging thing, but the way that time flies is freaking me out in a giant way. And I don't have the visceral experience of being f- afraid of my own death right now. Mm. But what I have is the new vista. That that is coming up way quicker than you think. And yeah. I keep th- having thoughts like, wow, if time feels this fast at 35 going on 36, when I'm 50, that's going to feel insane.
1: I'll buy you a shovel for that birthday. If
0: I'm lucky enough to live to 70 or 75, 80. Oh, the world's be over by that. I mean, can you even imagine... What a year would feel like at that point? I mean... Well, you're retired, so you have more time to do shit. Uh, you're going to be retired? With oh, what JK. money? Yeah, that's true. Think about this. I mean, none none of this... T- back to the point of like well, adding... Well,
1: i be tilling the, the fields in the poor farm.
0: <laughs> that would be nice, right? I, I, I really hope Honestly, that... Honestly,
1: I'd take it. Put me up in a country home. All I got to do is work the earth with my broken back.
0: Well, I really hope that AI accelerates to the point where it takes everybody's job... And somehow the Andrew Huberman's of the world discover, uh, you know, immortality so that the silence and the boomers that are currently in charge of everything just get to keep living forever and being in charge of everything. Mm. And then maybe they'll have the millennial farm where like they have all the wealth and the money. So they have retirement in the sense that they know it. And uh, we all know they're not willing to give up their lifestyles on behalf of their own children. So they'll take their children and they'll say, oh, you're elderly now. We didn't even notice. Well, you get to go to the farm. You get to go to the AI farm where you shovel shit to power the computer, hmm. and that's your retirement, and you'll say thank you. Well, probably. And this is our near future. But anyway, yeah, you don't experience that at all. No. Something in me is just like, oh, shit. I've woken up to the fact that I am mortal, it's, and it's bothering me a little bit. It oh. creeps into my head every, every, you know, once a week I'm like, oh, shit. Fuck. Fuck. You're running out of time. And I have that, I have that sense in a real, real, in a very real way. And I think like being in a relationship and trying to work on my health and trying to have a studio practice and trying to do all these things, like you start to realize there's only so many slots to do stuff and you're like, fuck man, I I basically, all the slots are filled up all the time. They just always are.
1: Yeah. I don't ever
0: feel like I have a single day where I can just be like, I feel like vegging out today. Never. I never have that.
1: I mean, granted, like, when I have days when I'm, like, I didn't do anything. I'm, like, I cleaned my whole apartment or did, I still did activity. Like, on Wednesday? Wednesday. Sure. Sure, whatever. On a day this week that I don't recall, I woke up late. I slept until, like, 11. I was, like, ooh, I'm such a lazy bitch. Um, and then I just puttered, and then I was, like, hmm. It seems nice. Out- oh, fuck. I have to go get an oil change. Well, we're driving down that way anyway. Let's go to the park. Let's go do a little parky run. Yeah. Why not? We're over here. Um, but I, it, I was like, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything, even though I did like three major activities.
0: No, that's a lot. But I mean. But th- to
1: me, I was like, eh, it didn't feel like a day that I did anything.
0: Well, you know what I'm learning from you and and. What the little what the little camper on my own shoulder is always trying to tell me too is like, hey, a lot of this is on you. If you feel like time is accelerating and you're like feeling anxious about it or whatever, like maybe maybe chill out, maybe figure out a way to like cope with that because it doesn't sound like it bothers you at all to have a day off and get an oil change and go for a run and say like, I didn't do much, but I accomplished stuff and like that's good enough. Yeah, I don't feel that. I feel like I am. I feel like I am constantly losing opportunities. This is where the anxiety kicks in is I'm losing opportunity by not like realizing my potential every single day. And, oh, Mm. it it bothers me. Mm. And having a job really impacts this because I'm like, I'm wasting my potential on a job. And that's bumming me out more than it ever has. I never had a problem working in the past, but now I'm like, work feels stupid. I don't want oh, to do yeah, this. Oh yeah, no, yeah, uh, no. I, know. I've
1: had that where I'm like, I thought I signed up to not do this. I signed up in life to not, you know, be bothered with paperwork, and yet all I do is crunch numbers. Literally for the past week, and I'm like, I'm losing my fucking mind. Yeah. But like, what's the other option? Well, the other option, unfortunately, actually, being late thirtied and going, huh. Well, y- you. I guess I want to be bohemian. No, fuck that.
0: No, my my opinion is that it's never too late. Like the you know, for example, the grants and residencies season just opened. Oh yeah. yeah. Right? And like there's at least one grant that I'm going to apply to. Mhm. Um there's a couple of other opportunities that, you know, it doesn't really cost me anything can, but time to do them, you right? You can
1: submit one artwork to the Brooklyn Museum and be in an open call
0: show. That's one of them. Actually I'm gonna do that. I thought about it. I, was like, I, I don't think well there's no disadvantage. It's free. It's free. It's free. So this is what I'm saying is like you, you can it's either do you can either look at that in a while. Okay. April something um you can either look at that cynically and say that's like not worth it or whatever and it's like very likely that nothing would ever come from that right but like even if it's just a little ego boost of like hey some anonymous people liked my stuff enough to accept it well they're not anonymous they're artist people
1: well but i don't know them
0: my point is it doesn't
1: know fred tomaselli oh i don't i don't
0: i don't know them personally it doesn't Mm, matter it doesn't matter at all who they are is what i'm saying by anonymous like So if if you get accepted, great. You get some validation. If you don't get accepted, it didn't cost you anything, except that it takes time.
1: Also, the deep shame that you couldn't get into the Anything Goes Brooklyn Museum show.
0: Well, yeah, that would suck, too. But Mm. You know, one thing I want to say about that is that at least, according to them, who knows if it's true or not, they're reviewing applications anonymously. In other words, there's no picture of you or name associated. So they should pick things on the merit. Yeah. And I was really, um, who knows what those merits are, but I was really uh, heartened to hear that, especially coming from the Brooklyn Museum. You still got to write some That put on Pablo-matic. Yeah, but they don't read that stuff. That oh, stuff great. comes later. No, no, no. So they're actually doing it kind of anonymously. Oh, just blind you. And from the, yeah. yeah. And from the wokest museum on the block that was nice to hear as a white man i have to say oh, I, I i'm serious about this though i'm tired of like people telling me that's not a real thing it is a real thing like the idea that the, the idea that they're not going to front load it with demographics is to their credit more places should do that and don't do that so hey because you know who it works against let's be honest here it's not it's not i ha- I have a card so it's I'm not a- in our favor i have but you have one you have one oh, i got a card,
1: card. i'm good
0: yeah well, make sure you put your pronouns in your bio. Gay them.
1: <sighs> you know, you, mm, that was your one chance to use a slur card. and uh, Wow.
0: I don't think that was the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to cash that I appre- in? I appreciate that, but yeah, there was no reason to at that time. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, anyways, I don't know. So if I if your th- idea of... Doing paperwork is like blowing your time. Well, here's your other option. If if, if you don't want to do paperwork, you have to do a lot of paperwork in the meantime in order to stop doing paperwork. I know. And then guess what? You know, Guess what? Even if you were the most successful artist in the world. More paperwork. You're going to do paperwork most of the time. Everybody does paperwork.
1: Ever, no one. Why didn't anyone tell you that your entire the rest the entire rest of your life is basically just crunching numbers to
0: make sense of things? See, the thing is, I think like in my case, like I think my dad in particular like did kind of try to tell me this, Ugh. but I just couldn't hear it. You know, you don't. You learn everything when you're ready. You know, you can lead a horse to water and all of that. But but I
1: feel like I mean, my parents didn't crunch numbers. Even my mom now is like, mm, they wanted me to send emails, and I'm just not doing that. And I'm like, what? You can opt out. And she's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm like, No, but that's
0: not what I mean. I don't don't mean like the rote paperwork of having a job. I mean that your life is crunching numbers in a lot of ways. Like you have to just learn basic household finance and, you know, how to save and how to use credit cards and like what impacts your score and all this. Like all that shit matters. If you want to make plans for the future, all of that stuff matters. Mm. And that's all fucking paperwork. You know, I just Uh. did my taxes. That's all fucking paperwork. So much paperwork. Sweet,
1: sweet return already. Oh.
0: Oh, I'm I'm barely getting anything because I'm I'm trying not to do any shenanigans anymore. So I I'm hardly getting any money this time. I just did just just
1: did the the rent because mm. I was like, that's so much money. Give me some of it back.
0: God, you better hope an AI never scrapes through all these hours of audio. You better hope the IRS never gets the uh, Schedule C bot. That scans like, yeah. every available piece of audio information on the internet and goes, Oh, this this guy, he talks about this every year for five years in a row. <sighs>
1: <laughs> what I need you to do is shut the hell up With right the, now. Because
0: plus the penalties, then you're really in for a hurting. Yeah.
1: But I I pay plenty of other taxes. Come on, like, you know.
0: Well, we all do, you know. Hey. Ugh. <sighs> tax for living well hey mazel tov, man I, I hope you keep getting away with it otherwise you better find your I own dialed it, it, i dialed it i dialed
1: it way down okay if that's any consolation
0: well, i dialed it way what, way down that's what i'm hearing but the rent is the part well anyways not the rent right here i know what rent you're talking oh, about yeah. but that's where all the money comes from ding ding
1: Yes, it did. Yes, yes, <laughs> it, yes, it did. Yes, that's where the loss came in. Listen,
0: yes. I had to do a little bit of. Uh, I'll be honest. I had to do a little bit of shenanigans this year, unfortunately, because but you moved.
1: So, oh no, it's not. The city, if you the don't city. move,
0: well, no. And if you don't move for work, you can't write anything off. Really? Moving? No. Moving residences doesn't mean anything for tax purposes. Oh no, that fucking. If sucks. you've done that before, you just add it to the list. IRS bot, if you're listening. No,
1: I've never done that. Beep, boop.
0: Anyways. Um, no, I, I did a little bit of shenanigans this year because um, one of my freelance jobs finally caught up with me. They had not been sending me, uh, what is it, a W ten ninety nine? Yeah, they had neglected to do that for two years running. Oh, and then this year, year three, they were like, "We found you," and I am like, "Fuck!" Well, or maybe I just made more than more than enough to like get the form oh, okay, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, it. I was really bummed because I was 99% done with my taxes. And then mid-February I get this form and I'm like...
1: You could have filed them anyway. Oh,
0: fuck. Because they're supposed to send it to you by the 31st. -hmm. I'm aware of that. And I've leveraged that to my advantage before. But again, I'm...
1: You'd have to pay for it next year.
0: Maybe this has to do with uh, conflation with other anxieties. But yeah, I don't... I'm trying to be on the up and up. With all my finances, with the government, with everything. I just The last thing I need in my life right now... Is an audit, you know, so I'm just like, let's just take care of it. So I'm like, fuck, okay, I'm done, but I got to go back and do this. I was only getting like a very teeny tiny return anyway. And then, of course, that put me into the negative. But
1: pop that studio on there, baby.
0: The fact that I had to file freelance income now, which I wasn't going to do at all, opened the opportunity for a lot of write offs. Oh, yeah. So what I did not do was right off my studio rent because that would put me uh, way in the red as if I didn't make any profit. So I just wrote off enough materials to get myself a teeny tiny return back. Oh, that sounds bad. Um, But I still looked like I profited off my freelance business. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it looks... Legit. Legit. Mm -hmm. That's what I aimed for that kind of sweet spot where I was like, I'm not taking a loss here. Oh, no.
1: No. We're uh, not going to get a serious gain. Yeah. yeah, No. That's, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that's what I, I'm going to keep doing that going forward. I'm also just going to try to do that freelance job less, I guess, because I just I really I want to get in that sweet spot where I make cash money from them and have no tax liability. Right. The other thing that saved my fucking ass this year. Welcome to tax talk, guys, at the last 10 minutes of the episode. It's our favorite I'm, time of year. I know, know year. this it's is my an, favorite time of year. I, I enjoy it. You know.
1: It's my favorite time of year where I get to pay things
0: off. The other thing that saved my ass, which I had completely forgotten about until I, you know, got uh, collated all my documents, was that um, very, very early in 2023, I cleared out my Robinhood. So I just sold—I just—I had already sold everything that I was, like, messing with because I hadn't done stock since, like, 2020—early 2020, 2022, probably. Mm-hmm. And— I just had a bunch of cash sitting in that account. And early in 2023, I liquidated the account and just took all the cash out. What I completely had forgotten about was that I'd taken a loss on that. Like, oh, I took a lot of cash out of it, but I had forgotten how much I'd lost by fucking around with options for two years. And it was a lot of money. Oh, so all of those losses are write offable on my taxes this year. And it was way, I lost way more money than I thought. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) But. It's kind of that amazing bumps that up. It, well, no, I it, it, I would encourage everyone to uh fuck around with options because even if you lose money, you get a, you get a lot of that fucking money back. It makes no sense that the government reimburses you for gambling, but they do. They will because it's run
1: by people who gamble. What the fuck is wrong with you?
0: If if you The whole show is run by people doing this. If you gamble with a uh, highly leveraged derivatives On an exchange and not at a casino, you'll get a fuck ton of that money back, which is like so stupid. That is so stupid. But you you tax
1: on gambling winnings.
0: You do, yeah. Really? Yep. But it's on prize money. Reporting them is like, yeah. yeah. Why would you do it? But if it's a lot of money, I mean, I guess. But I mean, how are they going to catch you? Like a casino pays you out in cash, right? You know, I get, I, I. theoretically i guess you could get caught if you used your credit card to buy the chips that you played with mm-hmm. and then you cashed the chips and got more in cash back uh, maybe but like i don't i think they're just totally relying on trust in terms of that kind of reporting it's
1: suppose also if you win a lot anything like there are deposit thresholds for a reason that gets bubbled up
0: well, yeah, you know what? That's a really good lesson. If you ever, w- if you ever win like uh, more than ten thousand dollars gambling, just keep it under your mattress, and no one will ever know. But yeah, if you went to deposit that in the bank, you should break it up into smaller deposits no, over the you course literally of. Literally
1: can't do that. That's illegal.
0: Yeah, but they can't catch you doing that.
1: So. Yeah, you can't. Yes,
0: yes. They're not going to though. Is what I am saying. They will. No, they won't. No, I mean it. It only it only triggers like an investigation if it's. M- five figures or more. So let's say you it's won. A federal
1: crime. It's, I yeah, forgot but let's... the official name for it. Yeah, but, but so
0: is so is uh, gray area tax fraud. That's also a federal crime. But is it? Yeah, of course. It's... But, you know, what What are you going to do? If you have $20,000 in cash and you're trying to uh, get it into your bank without making, uh, making it obvious, you just deposit $2,000 a month for a year. I mean, people do that all the time that would never register any alarm.
1: Oh, that, uh, yeah.
0: That's how you do it.
1: Oh yeah, it's not 9999 and then the next day 9000
0: yeah. Well, and you know, they don't advertise this, but you know, they can trigger alerts for any reason. But even if you have a mainstream bank and you're depositing $2000 in cash a month, you're never going to get the same teller or very rarely, and even if you did, they have no incentive to really report you. Why would they do that? Then Chase has to close your account and they lose, you know, the investment money they're using in your accounts and they don't want to do that either. Nobody nobody is incentivized to catch you if you have gambling winnings that you're not reporting. Hmm. The only chance that that would matter is if you got audited by the IRS because you were cheating on your taxes in a different way. And right. then they were yeah. like, hey, we noticed during the three years where you were Schedule seeing at a loss that you were also depositing $2,000 a month every month. Where's that coming from? Then you're fucked because then that's how they find it. Yeah. This is why you don't want to get audited, because it's easier to cheat in other ways. (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) You know, stay on the up and up. And then, you know, if you have some gray area stuff, if it's all in cash, it's not findable. Huh. The audit is how they find it. Oh. That's how they got Al Capone, man. That's the classic, you know, situation. Right. They just made it uh, illegal to not uh, report income from illegal sources.
1: Oh yeah, that's been a thing. You know that's how that that that's got invented. It's, yeah, it
0: seems it seems very like nonsensical or paradoxical at first because what's the incentive to report your illegal stuff? Well, that's how they get that's how they get you on racketeering. Yeah, they invented that to catch mob people. Yeah,
1: huh? Interesting. I mean, that's yeah. That's why there's that thing of like, hey, did you earn any money dealing drugs? Yeah. Please input it here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's an obvious catch-22, because if if you report it, you're going to jail one way or another. So they're just trying to make sure they have a document of your crime. Right. Huh. What if it's like 50 bucks? I mean, it's still illegal, but it's back to the old problem of uh, if it costs them more to uh, execute an audit than they'll get as a return, they would never right. do yeah. it. So there is an unspoken understanding that... You know, if it's below a certain threshold, we just won't pursue it. But, Mm. you know, it doesn't exist for people. It doesn't exist for bodegas not reporting their earnings, you know. Right. Hmm. Although, actually, it kind of does exist for them. They probably make enough money to to qualify. But for, for some reason in New York, maybe that's just old school graft. I have no idea. But they let that slide. Yeah. Only city in the fucking country where that's allowed to slide. I've always meant to look into that and never have. Into what? Why there's so many businesses here that are cash only Mm -hmm. still. Uh, There's a reason that that doesn't exist in the rest of the country, which is exactly for tax purposes, because everybody knows that's just tax evasion. Why that's like just tacitly allowed to exist in New York, I don't understand. And that has to have something to do with the local and state government, like, letting it be.
1: Or it's, just, And I don't know why.
0: It's also they could be
1: grandfathered.
0: No, I don't think they're grandfathered. I don't think a, a Yemeni bodega, you know, that's been open for a year, that's like, we're cash only.
1: What bodega are you going to that's cash only? You know
0: what? In, in fairness, you're right. That used to be more of a thing. Yeah, what the fuck? It's not anymore. Yeah, no. But...
1: I tap for like a high with like two waters. Well, I think
0: finally they kind of gave all, gave in to the idea that people just aren't carrying cash much anymore. Um, yeah. But, you know, you still encounter that or you'll get charged the 3% fee or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're just very upfront about the idea that we don't prefer that you use a credit card. And it's like they just basically are advertising we want you to pay in cash so we don't have to report it oh uh, yeah that's the whole reason for that and it, huh. and like it's like cops go into those look everybody goes into those locations too yeah you know I local mean, and state government yeah. inspections happen i'm sure federal audits happen every once in- and for some reason in new york that's just fine but you would never find that advertised almost anywhere else and i don't know why hmm. yeah or at least not that i've ever seen i mean if you go to california that doesn't happen there you go to Ohio. That's not how it is. It's like, there's yeah. just that's just not a thing. I think it's only bars, bars and
1: restaurants are cash only or Venmo. There's a bu- there's a restaurant in Philly that is cash only or Venmo, and you're like, how is this working? Is it Italian? Yes. Um,
0: well, there you go. But also the Venmo thing—they've kind of closed that loophole now. Right. I keep waiting for that to catch up with me. I'll be damned before I start reporting that voluntarily. Venmo income? Yeah, I don't know how they determine that or whatever, but if you if you have a net profit, quote-unquote, of more than $600 on Venmo, you're supposed to report it on your taxes. And I'm like, nah, get the fuck out of here. Who's paying you in That's Venmo? That's crazy. I I use Venmo fucking constantly. Reunite and I transfer Venmo money back and forth. I borrowed money from Ron that came from Venmo. I pay my studio rent on Venmo. It's like I use it all the time. Oh, but that... I'm not saying I use it to get paid by jobs or anything. Yeah. But all of this kind of back and forth transfer of money. If you net more than I think it's six or nine hundred dollars, you're supposed to report it. I'm like, I'm not fucking reporting that. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I don't even know if I'm up on Venmo. Oh, who but let's knows, say so. I were. I'm not. I'm definitely not going to do that. But
1: it's linked to your bank account, so you can see, like, what it pays for.
0: Yeah, I suppose if you got audited, it, they would do the math for you and yeah. find out what you owed or not. But, yeah. like, I don't know. The idea that you're sol- supposed to self-report all that stuff is what really galls me. It's like, no, fuck. We're, we're not good. doing that. Yeah, no. Let's not do that. Okay, anyways, tax season. It's over. It's happening. Well, no, it's, it's in the, we're right in the middle of it. It's oh. over for me and you. Yeah. We're done. That's nice. I'm an early bird this year, but... To a lot of our listeners, they're probably like, oh, fuck, taxes, I forgot about that. And then they'll wake up again on April 14th and go, oh, shit, I need to file an extension. Oh, fuck. You'd be surprised how many people do that.
1: I know. Didn't we chastise Gwen? for? I believe so, yeah. Well, that was like having a baby.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well. I guess you can get it. Well, hey, mazel Mazel Tov to Old Hen for giving you that sweet, sweet dependence discount. Or whatever. I don't even really know how it works. But, hey, married filing jointly with a dependent? You're probably raking it in.
1: Probably not. (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, them kids be shitting. And uh, it's not cheap. So,
0: Okay. Yeah.